this is the in focus podcast from the hindu welcome to the in focus podcast my name is jayan sriram and i'm your host for today in this episode we do a quick status check on the border situation with china both about a clash that was recently reported and the continuing efforts at core commander level to come to some kind of agreement on de-escalation and pulling back of troops news broke on monday january 25 that indian and chinese troops clashed at nakula in north sikkim last week in what the army termed a minor face off resulting in some minor injuries on both sides news of the incident was denied completely by chinese media but we'll start by looking at the details of what we know about what took place in nakula also on the preceding sunday before the news of this clash broke the ninth round of core commander talks took place and by all accounts it was a marathon affair though the statement that finally emerged was rather cryptic about what both sides were finally going to do as we head into the 10th round of talks what can we expect and what can we read into the incident at nakula in sikkim i'm joined by dinakar peri the hindu's defense correspondent and anand krishnan the hindu's china correspondent to discuss thanks so much anand and dinakar for joining us on the podcast today thanks jan thanks jan right uh, dinakar uh, i'll just start with you we've just had uh, news come out recently of this latest clash between the two troops uh, which uh, which the army says was uh, was a minor incident but as you know it is a, it is a clash between the two sides and that shouldn't be played down in one sense so uh, can you tell us a little bit more about this clash that took place in uh, nakula in um, in in northern sikkim um so let's just get the indian army version what more we know about what happened on the ground and you can start and i'll come to anand later okay. uh so this clash happened on jan 20 as the army said uh, is a, you know, as the army called it it's a minor face off at nakula in north sikkim uh, where things have been tense uh, just for context sake uh, should remember that on may 10th 9th and 10th on the night of may 9th last year also there was a clash at nakula when chinese okay. troops tried to intrude into you know indian territory so they, uh, that led to a violent you know a clash there were injuries on both sides even then right that was the beginning of the standoff in ladakh i mean uh, at the same time there was also a standoff in pangongso on may 5th so that was the time when the standoff was building up so things have been a bit of tense there is deployment on heavy deployment on both sides each you know each one in close proximity deploying close proximity and uh, the army has not officially said anything but uh, sources have informed in the government have informed that it was uh, injuries were there on both sides uh, there is no clarity on the num- exact numbers though there are some numbers floating around uh, but local commanders had intervened and it was resolved so as of now situation is resolved but it remains tense right um anand what is the what is the reaction coming out from the chinese side about uh, about this incident at um, nakula right so i think that it's interesting that both sides do seem to be keen to play down what happened um there actually hasn't been any official statement though uh, as dinakar said there was a brief statement from the indian army there's been nothing so far from either the chinese foreign ministry or from the chinese defense ministry 
the only reaction was uh, published uh, a news uh, report published in the Global Times, uh, which actually denied that there were casualties on either side. Uh, the Global Times called it fake news, uh, and they claimed that they had accessed the the frontline PLA patrol logs, and that there was no record of this incident on the PLA patrol logs. Uh, the editor of the Global Times tweeted saying that if there was an incident, it would have been recorded, and he had been told that this wasn't recorded on the PLA logs. We don't know how, how true all of this is, but what is clear, Giant, is that they do seem to be wanting to play it down. And they also, the Chinese state media has also been quite critical of the Indian media uh, and the way the clash has been reported. Uh, a couple of pieces in the Chinese media have been saying that this shows that uh, India is trying to fan nationalist sentiment while the focus was on the talks that happened uh, on Sunday. So this clash, the news of the clash actually came out early on Monday morning, shortly after this marathon, uh, almost whole day of talks had taken place. So the Chinese media was saying this was something that was aimed at distracting from the talks. Uh, but again, all this could be spin. And, and, and as Giant, uh, and as Dinakar said, Giant, there is a track record where in early May, uh, as Dinakar just mentioned, there were clashes in Nakula and also in Pangong Lake. Uh, and the statements at the time played it down and said this was very routine and quite similar to things that we had seen in the past in the line of actual control. But as things went on towards end May and early June, I think it became clear to everyone that those initial statements were kind of playing down what was a much larger problem. So just right. to add to that, uh, yeah. what this also... You know, the timing of it. And since, see, you are peak winters, you know, it's peak winter in the, and it's extremely high altitude region, you know, tough terrain, extremely low temperatures. And it's in in a way, see, both sides are dug in for the winters for the next three months, they, you know, wherever they are, you know, in their positions, you know, uh, what where have they have taken up in the, in the, in the last several months. So the, the worrying factor is that in such extreme conditions too, you know, there was a clash. That's a bit of a worrying aspect here. And similarly, in many places, say in South Bank of Pengongso or North Bank of Pengongso, troops are deployed in very close proximity. So it only shows the extent, the, the level of tensions that is there, the, the built-up tension that's there, and the possibility for a small trigger to, you know, flare up quickly into a, a bigger clash or a, a, a violent face-off. Right, yeah, that's a really interesting point, Dhanakar. And just to, uh, just to press you on this, and if I've not got this wrong, the clash happened, I think, uh, a, a week ago, and we got the news sort of, you know, after a week, right? Um, so why did why did something like that happen? I mean, uh, was it something that they were trying to keep secret? Possibly, yes, because see, the the way the statement was, it all, it it actually, uh, you know, there was an attempt to kind of play down the thing and say that you know things were okay, you know, they were resolved. Yeah, there, you know, if you read the army statement, the only uh, point which says there was something was saying there was a minor face off. The rest of it says that, you know, the local commanders, it was resolved at the local commander level. And even what sources have said, you know, different government sources have said was that, yes, there were some minor injuries. You know, there was emphasis on minor injuries and that it's resolved now. Now things are okay. But definitely, they, you know, uh, it was something they wanted to probably, you know, come to light. But yeah, once it came in, they tried to you know, give a short statement just to so that, you know, things don't uh, get speculated further. Right. 
So uh, let's just come to the the talks that are ongoing. Um, Anand did mention that the ninth round of talks happened on Sunday, and he mentioned that it's a that it was a day long marathon session. Although you wouldn't know it, uh, you know, seeing the communications that come out of these talks, because there's once again this kind of joint um, declaration to say that we will uh, sort of jointly aim at de-escalation in an orderly fashion or, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but something like that. Mm-hmm. But look, this is the ninth round of talks and we're soon going to be scheduled for a tenth round. Um, and given that we're still sort of in this phase of uh, not really knowing what the actual de-escalation is going to look like uh, and any kind of timeline for it, what, I mean, where do these talks stand? What's what's really happening with these talks? Because side by side, there, there are these confrontations as well. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, as as you know, you know, Anant also mentioned the talks were went long. They were they were they went on for over sixteen hours. The talks they, they began around ten a.m. in the morning and went on till two thirty a.m. You know, in the early hours on Monday. But as the statement said, you know, there was not much in the statement in the sense of uh, actually shows any progress in terms of reaching an agreement on the disengagement and de-escalation. So, but that said. Uh, see, uh, the fact that, you know, uh, the one, one point again is the previous round of talks had happened in November. There was a long gap from the 8th to the ninth round of talks. And in between, in early November, you know, we as we, we had reported, uh, all of us wrote a, uh, you know, quite a bit of about that saying India and China were close to an agreement. They had worked out a broad uh, modalities for the across the board de- 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 disengagement and de-escalation in East Ladakh from the friction areas as well as along the LAC. And an agreement was now just uh, no, a short, just coming in the works now in the next round of talks, which at that point was supposed to happen immediately. But since then, but since then somehow just the, the dates didn't work out, the next round of talks did not happen. It got so delayed. I mean, they only happened this Sunday, last Sunday. So that's one. So it effectively, even, even now, uh, officials and you know uh, sources say that a broad agreement has been worked out. There's some understanding on how to go about. Now it's a matter of, you know, ironing out the, the final print of who does what, who moves first, and from where to, you know, how, how, how do you work out the those uh, tricky areas on the ground, you know, the, the friction areas on the ground. How do you work out the modalities of further patrolling? Will you have a, you know, a kind of a, a, a moratorium on patrolling for some time? You know, they're trying, they're, probably that's where they're stuck. And as the agreement says, as the statement says, you know, they, they use a few phrases. It says uh, they had exchange, uh, in-depth exchange of views on disengagement along the LAC in the Western sector, which it just, again has been an India's uh, stand. As India said, it has to be a package deal. In the past, you can remember China had insisted talking about South Bank of Pengongso first, the Chushul area, that stretch, where India gained a tactical advantage in August by local maneuvers in the heights. So China was insisting on resolving that first and then taking up the rest of other friction areas. But India had said, no, that is not, you know, India said, we will not accept that. And we, we say we, ins- we were insisting on an across the board deal for diseng- a comprehensive disengagement and de-escalation, which itself would be spread over several phases because the number of troops and, you know, equipment deployed, it will be a te- time-taking process. Not just the numbers, but also verifying at each step that each the other side is complying with the assurances made and so that you don't have a repeat of say Galwan like it happened last June 15th last year about the clash during the de-induction process disengagement process that's when the clash had happened so there's no extra caution 
on part of everyone to ensure that everyone is compliant so probably that's something you know uh, which is kind of holding up the, the final agreement we will have 10th round sooner than later by the, uh, the the number of hours they spent trying to you know re, uh, under, reach an understanding hopefully something is closer than we expect okay anant uh, what are you hearing about how near or far we are from uh, any kind of concrete agreement i would broadly agree with what dinakar said i suppose if you really wanted to to find one positive takeaway is the uh, from the very brief statement that both sides put out there was a sentence saying that both agreed quote that this round of meeting was positive particular and constructive uh what that tells us about what the previous rounds were is anybody's guess but i think that uh the proof of the pudding would be when the 10th round happens i think the fact that as dinakar said all indications were after the 8th round on november 6th all indications were that they were at least somewhat close to the end of this process of coming up with a plan to take forward phase disengagement we don't quite know what happened after november 6th but the fact that it took so long isn't really a good sign and whether or not uh, the next round is going to be scheduled soon would really be a telltale sign i think one interesting change that happened giant after the talks on november 6th is in Dece- in mid december i think on december 18th there was a big change in the pla military leadership where uh the the head of the western theater command which is the biggest pla military command responsible for the india border uh, a very long standing general general jiao zongqi who has been in charge of the western theater command right since its inception since it was created in february 2016 he stepped down and he was replaced by a new general a new head of the western theater command uh, jiang shudong who has no prior experience in this area we quite do, really don't know what impact this change would have my reading of the situation giant would be that ultimately everything is in terms of how they negotiate is set in beijing uh, would be my reading of the situation but it could be that this big change in the leadership could have been one reason for the delay we don't know if there were other internal uh, machinations at play but that's a big change that happened uh, and i think as dinakar said the delay was quite unexpected because there were positive signs after the previous round so we have to wait and see whether the round that happened the 60, the fact that they spoke for 16 and a half hours the fact that they both put out a joint statement the fact that there's a new leadership in the PLA western theater command now in place we have to wait and see whether that means something or not right um, and so just to kind of wrap it up um, as we're looking towards the 10th round of talks now what is i mean can we lay out what's still on the agenda or is or is it the case that everything is very much on the agenda like there's a lot of things still to be still to be resolved um anant you want to start with that and then akar maybe you can finish again uh jayant we really don't quite know the the nitty gritty and the details of what's being said but just reading between the lines of what's been coming out uh from the chinese state media after sunday's talks so I think that they've been trying to caution the prospect of any imminent breakthrough. Uh mm-hmm. the reports have said there wasn't really any significant breakthrough, but they expect negotiations to continue and the very fact that negotiations were continuing was in itself a good sign. Uh they don't expect a recurrence of 
what happened on June 15th in Galwan Valley, where you had the first loss of life on this level, on this scale since 1967. But at the same time, the South Asia experts in Beijing have been saying that the onus is on India. Uh, and we had one expert who was a veteran South Asia scholar, Zhao Ganchang, saying that it was India's wrong belief that China was encroaching that had was at the heart of the problem, but that ultimately that India has to make concessions as well, which is turning on its head what India has been saying publicly, which is that all of this happened starting in May 2020 because of China changing the status quo, because of China preventing India from carrying out patrols it has always been carrying out in the spring and the summer, because of China wanting to redraw the line of actual control and China no longer recognizing what earlier were mutually recognized differences on the alignment of the line of actual control. So India has made very clear that it's China restoring the status quo, which is the way forward. But reading between the lines from what uh, the Chinese state media and the experts have been saying, they seem to be saying that they expect India to simultaneously make concessions as well. So there we have it, which leaves us wondering uh, who is going to uh, be willing to make the concessions that are needed but the signs aren't very promising, I have to say, Jayan. Right. Uh, Dinakar, would you concur? Yeah. In fact, uh, I, 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 I totally agree with uh, what Anand has said. So, see, the question, uh, you know, I mean, no one, I don't think anyone is under the illusion that we'll just, you know, we'll have a, just a big, you know, big breakthrough and everyone will go back to where they are. Probably that's not happening at all, probably. You know, we'll have a new normal on the LAC, on the line of actual control in various ways whether in terms of patrolling, whether in terms of deployment, you know, the way we sit and the way we watch and, you know, we monitor things. Everything is probably going to change in whatever way this is now the result. So with that in mind, I think now it's a question of, you know, as, you know, again, Anand said, it's a matter of who kind of, you know, makes a bit of, uh, you know, some concession, you know, makes some, you know, it's a, it's a bit, now it's all a, probably a matter of negotiation of who does what, who gives what. And, Again, about working out new mechanisms of, say, patrolling, new ways of patrolling points, how to do it, how not to do it. You know, it, it's a matter of that that kind of detail in, by all indications. You know, that's why it seems to be at least. And on the one, on just finish it, the, uh, the one point. You know, a uh, couple of the positive indicators from the the previous statement. If you see, you know, where at least broadly, which shows that both sides are you know one. De-escalation, disengagement, though each one has their own proper interpretation of it in their own ways, is that, you know, where they actually say they had candid in-depth exchange views on disengagement and where also they say both sides agreed to push for an early disengagement of the frontline troops and where it also says agreed to hold the next round of talks at an early date to jointly advance de-escalation. So just, you know, picking from the short statement which is issued, so broadly, there is a concurrence. So it, now it's a matter of working out and who blinks or who makes some concession on the ground. And that's a great irony, uh, Jayant, as Dinaka just said. Ultimately, both want the same thing. Neither, right. I think, wants to have a prolonged deployment of their troops through the winter. Uh, and just today, uh, on Jan 27th, uh, the Chinese government put out a statement where it was criticizing India's move to extend a ban on 59 Chinese apps that was announced in June last year. So I think China is obviously aware that they're, they're, even if these economic measures and costs might not deter the PLA, they are aware that this is spilled over into the broader relationship as well. So the irony is I don't think this is something that either side wants to continue. 
But uh, as Dinakar rightly described, the challenge now is going to be find a, 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 a modality to disengage that both can agree on and the, and, the, and the way that they can do so in a time frame that suits both as well. And the other challenge here, just to flag it, is that, see, uh, you have about uh, three months of winters, you know, in the high altitude. Yeah. And as snow melts, you know, things, you know, open up again, the probability of some, you know, something again happening only goes up. So now there's a, you know, everyone is literally frozen, so to speak. But that chances of any, you know, any spillover, uh, you know, a localized clash happening, the, the probability of it goes up as summers come in again. So it's, it's, it's again in interest of both sides at the top levels to work out something sooner than later so that, you know, you start some process of disengagement and de-escalation by the time summers set in. Because on, as uh, the Nakula clash shows on the ground, there is some, there is tension, there is, you know, emotions and tensions simmering, which can break out in any form, you know, that you can't really, beyond a point, you know, things can go out of hand. You just need a small trigger for that to happen. Right. Um, okay, I think, I think we'll wrap it up there. It was particularly fascinating to hear you guys pick out these little coded intentions in the statement that came out. I think to the lay person reading that statement, that's not obvious at all. So uh, thank you. I appreciate both of you making the time for this. And um, we will, of course, return to this topic once again in the near future, I'm sure. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Jan. In Focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.